True story, friends. I have been getting bombarded with target marketing on social media for this lately. Colostrum supplements, but not the kind of feed to calves, rather the product for human health, the ones for immunity, gut health, and more. And I had scrolled past most of this one day until something caught my eye in an ad. A dairyman, a real live dairyman standing with his cows talking about this product called Wonder Cow. And so I reached out to the dairyman and connected with him and his wife to talk about the process and the challenges of creating a bovine-derived supplement for people. But this interview turned out to be about so much more than colostrum. If you need a story of faith, following God's path and perseverance, that's what you're going to get today on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. For dairy farm owners, managers, and advisors who are committed to profitability, sustainability, and excellence. I'm Peggy Coffeen, and it's my mission to bring you the conversations that will uplevel your skill set and your mindset so you can be a top performer in the dairy farming business. I sat down with seventh generation dairy farm family, Rob and Erica Deepersleet from Madeira, California, as they shared their story including the heartbreak they experienced as parents of a daughter with chronic ear infections and how that led them to look in their own backyard to create a dairy-derived solution. How inconsistency and mislabeling in the marketplace led Rob and Erica to create their own trusted and transparent brand from their own cows and other dairies that shared their values. Navigating the challenges of Amazon and the supply chain and underneath it all, the faith-filled journey of building the Wonder Cow brand. Enjoy this conversation with the couple who co-founded Wonder Cow, Rob and Erica Deepersloot. Rob and Erica, I understand you both have dairy farming in your background. So tell me a little bit about your farm and also your background in the dairy industry. We both grew up on dairy farms and come from dairy farming families. I think we counted, I had to go back to my grandma and ask her because both of our grandparents actually immigrated from the Netherlands back, I think in the fifties. And I had to talk to her and figure out how many generations of dairy farming have been in our family. And it was really cool and a fun conversation, but I think we counted like up to at least seven generations deep that uh, dairy farming has been going on and only a couple here in the U.S. But yeah, we, we actually both had a very similar upbringing, just being raised on farm, surrounded by cows and, you know, out in the country, which helped, you know, because uh, we started dating in college and she lived in the Bay Area at the time and I had to bring her back to the farm. And so it was really good that she had that base and was used to living in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by cows. So that really yes. helped me. out. And I will say I loved growing up on a dairy, loved every bit of my childhood. And then loved moving away for those chapters of school and my first job out of college. But growing up on a dairy, I, I didn't know that I would end up falling in love with a dairy man, but I'm very happy that I did. We have a dairy in Madera, California, and then we also have a dairy out in Colorado. My brother lives out there and manages the farms out there. So you both have an extensive, not just personal background in dairy, but true heritage, heritage here in the U.S. with your families, heritage that goes generations back and to your ancestors in Holland. Not only are you active in dairy, but you both co-founded this company called Wonder Cow. So what made you do it? Tell us the backstory behind this product. It's a special story. I think 
we are so passionate about Wonder Cow because it has drastically improved our life. And so to be able to bring a product to the the general market that can help other families is it's kind of like the best gift that we can that we can receive, right? So when we first became parents, our daughter got chronic ear infections. It was just kind of infection after infection. And as a baby, I would bring it to the doctor and the doctor would prescribe antibiotics and I kind of just followed the rules. I hadn't realized that every time she was taking those antibiotics, it was affecting her gut. Antibiotics are really hard on your gut. And so that affected her gut health, which ultimately affected her immune system. And so then as a toddler, she was getting sick a lot, like anyone would cough next to her and then she caught that cold, right? And so then as parents, it was so hard, right? You These nights trying to rock your crying baby back to sleep just because she's in pain or she, yeah, she's sick and she can't soothe herself and all of this just led us to, to really want to find a way to rebuild her immune system. And with Rob's dairy background, specifically his work, he had studied the benefits of colostrum and how beneficial that is and how necessary for newborn calves that we just found the answer that could rebuild our daughter's health just kind of in our backyard, right? Let's just try bovine colostrum, so cow colostrum, for our daughters and see if that can help rebuild her gut health and then essentially her immune system. And we have seen a drastic improvement. I will say she has not missed a day of school yet um, because from being sick, and that's just phenomenal to us. We're really thankful for that, and it's amazing to be able to bring it to the rest of the country. So you became parents. You have this little girl a few years back and chronic ear infections, bout after bout of antibiotics, and you could see it and you could feel not just her pain and exhaustion, but that becomes pain and exhaustion for parents too to have to, you know, be with your child when when you know that they're in pain and when their health isn't optimal. And that that's really, really hard. And so so at that point, as you said, Rob's background in dairy and obviously your knowledge of it, too, opened up this insights to the benefits of colostrum. And Rob, you know a thing or two about colostrum. So just share the insights into your background specifically and this passion area for you of of colostrum as it relates to to your dairy. And then we'll get into, as it relates to your own daughter. I went to Cal Poly and graduated with a dairy science degree. And my senior year, back at, at the farm at home, we were talking about raising our own calves. And my brother at the time was already kind of running the dairy. And so I kind of felt like that was going to be my thing. When I come back to the farm, I love calves and and learning more about them and the nutrition side of it and the colostrum side of it. And so I actually did my senior project on colostrum and its impact on calves. And so we, we took 300 calves and we pasteurized colostrum. We fed it fresh, refrigerated, and then we pasteurized and froze it. And then we split them up and we took blood samples to measure, measure the serum IgG levels before and after to see the, the absorption rate of the IgGs into the calf. Calves are actually born without an established immune system, so they depend fully on the colostrum to establish it and, and build up their gut health that leads to their immune system. And it was really interesting. And through that whole project, you know, I ended up writing a big paper on it and just learned a ton about 
colostrum and the bioactives that it contains and the antibodies and the vitamins, minerals. And that kind of gave me the base knowledge of what exactly is in colostrum. That kind of helped as we tried it with our daughter. And then I am very analytical and skeptical, I guess, naturally. And so, of course, I go and buy seven different colostrum products that are online. And then I go and test them for IgGs and for all of these things and say like, okay, if we're going to give this to our family, like we need to have the best product possible. And because it's not, it's not a cheap ingredient either. And so it was super interesting to get those results. And then I kind of realized at that, yeah, at that time, like, okay, not all colostrum supplements are created equal. Something's going on. And that's kind of when we got the idea of, okay, well, we live on a farm, we produce a lot of colostrum and why don't we you know, build a brand and, and take this to market. I guess growing up too, I've always wanted to sell our own dairy product and I never knew what that looked like, but that was always kind of inside of me. And I, th I think that kind of helped launch this whole business idea. So after we have this calf first promise that every calf gets what she needs first, but then that excess colostrum is then harvested and then processed, pasteurized, powderized. And then what Wonder Cow colostrum is, is pure bovine colostrum in a powderized form that you can scoop in your water, make a smoothie out of it, sprinkle it on your yogurt. It's really versatile. And then kids and adults can benefit a lot. from. So. I, I want to go back to something that Rob had, had mentioned about your research when you started looking at colostrum products for your daughter to bring into your house, to bring into your family. And you mentioned that you tested products on the marketplace. And so what did you find when you started testing these? And and was it like send them to the DHIA lab, <laughs> but that you won your other samples? Tell me a little bit more about that, that testing phase, how it worked and what you found out. We have a, a lab on farm. We do a lot of feed testing and milk sampling. And so we were connected already with a really good, reputable lab who does commercialized testing for a lot of different dairy businesses. And I had used that for my calf project as well back in the day. So I had those relationships already. When you did this project, this research project investigation into colostrum supplements that you could purchase off Amazon, buy up a store shelf. And then what you found was some pretty strong inconsistency in what was being marketed, how it was being marketed, and probably a lot of confusion because at the end of the day, most people are not as are not as adept in colostrum as you are, Rob. The normal, even dairy producer, let alone consumer, that may not have the level of knowledge that you have for colostrum. So, so here you were doing this research project and you're uncovering some major inconsistencies. And so did that strike a little bit of even like anger for the way that products like this were marketed to people? A little bit. And I, I kind of like... Once we had the idea of like, let's market this ourselves, I kind of found an opportunity like, okay, this can be quality is one of our pillars that we're going to sit on. Like, mm -hmm. No matter what, whatever products we come out with, like it's going to be the best quality that we can find. And it's mm -hmm. because that's what we want to give to our family. 
but also transparency was a big one um, because a lot some companies are at this have proprietary blends and they won't tell you everything that's in there. Some will put sunflower or soy, you know, lecithin to make it more soluble, but then they'll leave that out, like they won't because because it's proprietary blend. And we that was one thing we wanted to from the start is not add these additives, even though it makes it convenient. Like maybe it makes it a little bit better. We still wanted just a, the purest form of colostrum that we can find. We'll get some reviews every once in a while about people like, hey, this kind of doesn't mix that well. And that's just something that we chose. We didn't want any additives. Yeah. Yeah. But an another interesting one is this whole grass-fed conversation too. And, and we can go pretty deep on this one. And we don't have to today, but... It is very interesting and we don't, we don't claim grass fed, although we do have a lot of alfalfa and grass in our feed and we can because grass fed, we can claim it. I think if we, people have told us we can, because it's not highly regulated, the FDA doesn't regulate it, but we chose not to, because I don't believe like when you put grass fed on a bottle, people assume that it's pasture raised and finished in which it's, it's not. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I will say being in the supplement industry, there's a few different standards because it's not FDA regulated. So some of these other companies are getting away with some of these claims and kind of taking advantage of the fact that it's FDA regulated. Whereas we just have always felt firmly like this is a company built on integrity. We want to be honest and we want our customers to be able to trust us. And so that's why we've just... Yeah. But I, I'm... I'm also careful on this subject because we don't want to put other companies down. We want to just uplift everyone who's in this colostrum space, honestly. But the truth is there's not enough cows in the U.S. that are grass-fed, grass-finished to even have grass-fed colostrum to have enough to sell it. In, or same with organic. You won't see organic colostrum on the market either because there's just not enough cows. And an organic grass-fed cow will produce... 30% of what a conventional cow will produce. So even on the cow level, they just don't produce a lot. It's just not regulated. And there's not a standard identity for grass-fed, I guess. And so as long as you feed grass in your diet, like a lot of people say, you can call it grass-fed. But as a dairy farmer, like I know what, when people see grass-fed and think grass-fed, they're assuming that it's pasture-raised and finished. Yeah, absolutely. So so you uncovered in your research, not just of the inclusions and ingredients, but even the labeling, a lot of inconsistency and even questionable marketing of what was out there. And then you, as you said before, Erica, you're like, look in the backyard and like, we've, but we've got it. We've got it right here. And, and you know what you are able to procure from your farm. You know how it's produced. You have your standards. You have your integrity. You have your quality. So there is a vision here. It was a vision to solve your own problem and to do it with your own resources. What's that journey been like to take that vision and make that a reality? It seems way too cliche to say like a dream come true, but it was very funny. We were just talking about when he was a senior in college, like, him writing out his goals and his 10-year goal was to bring a product to the world, right? And so to me, it's amazing that he made that happen. Also, that it's a product that's so good for you. Like, I love knowing that we're able to help families. And we didn't really mention this, and maybe everyone already knows, but 80% of your immune system is in your gut. 
And so you're taking this supplement that helps your gut health, but that's essentially helping every other system in your body work better together. And so that's affecting your overall wellness so much. And whether you're a five-year-old who used to get sick all the time or an older person dealing with some inflammation, like there's just a lot of benefits that this can bring. And it really is an amazing thing. And one thing I'd say on, on top of that is like, we have really like having everything happen with our daughter and learning about colostrum and like seeing the impact on it. We've really learned a lot about gut health in general. And I would say too, colostrum is just, it's a tool that can help you, but we've learned like there is so much more too, to your gut health. And, and a lot of that is your diet foods that you eat. And it's just been fun learning a lot about that as well, but just wanted to make sure like that people don't look at colostrum like, oh, this is going to save me and this is going to fix everything. And it definitely is a tool that can help, but also focusing on your diet and what you put in your body makes a huge difference too. Well, especially considering how we often use it added to our gross smoothies, but they drink a green smoothie with a couple handfuls of spinach and berries and that in itself is phenomenal for them, right? And then it has their colostrum in it also. Yeah. But it's been it's been a really fun journey. And to be able to get to work together is super fun. I've always known he's a great leader, a great business mind. But then to be on meetings together where he I get to just experience it firsthand, you know, it's it's really fun to get to work together. There are a lot of producers out there that are looking for ways to do what you've done. And so what were some of the first basic steps that you took? to actually take all of the groundwork that you had laid and turn that into a, a brand. Yeah, I mean, the first thing we did was a lot of like market research just to make sure that there are people out there that would buy this. We kind of wanted to gauge where this colostrum industry was. And it was interesting when we were having the initial conversation about starting Water Cow, the biggest colostrum industry in the world was actually is China and Asia, like it has been for the last decade. And it's just now through COVID kind of put a spotlight on it. And so it's growing in the U.S. pretty, pretty rapidly. But that's the first thing we did is like, okay, we love this product. We have this vision, but is there a market for it? So we did some market research. We got a company to help us do an evaluation and kind of just do some projections on where the industry is going just to see if there, if there is potential. And then once we saw that there was potential, then we kind of got a hold of a company to help us design our logo and kind of build our brand. There's a lot of companies out there that, that can help you do this, but it's like, you got to find what your voice is going to be like, who are you going to, you know, who, who is your audience? And we just kind of like step-by-step step just building the brick wall. And eventually we were able to start seeing something in front of us, which was really cool. I will say that I originally pictured us selling something in cute little jars that we would hand deliver at farmer's markets, which also would have been amazing. But he tends to dream big. And when he had the opportunity to let's go with Amazon, because that just extends our reach by so much, he just had a way bigger picture. And it really is an amazing thing. So that brought us, I guess, to Amazon. And I think what was fun about it is like, is kind of finding people to work with too, that would help us. So like there were some agencies along the way, and then some people that we brought on board 
that were experts in certain in specific areas and they just kind of like each one of those people that you add just kind of takes it to, to another level and it's just cool to be a part of that too yeah so kind of like managing a dairy right where you have your people that specialize in this area and in that area you built out your specializations in the building of the brand and marketing and bringing that to fruition did you always from the beginning know that it would be called wonder cow or where did that name come from no so i think wonder cow probably took a year and a half before we landed on that and it feels like it's a God thing that it was not taken before. Like, I will never forget the first time he said it to me. It just flowed and felt so smooth and easy. Like, oh, this has to already be a brand, right? And this is something like I had a big whiteboard with all these names on it. And every day I would add some and take some off and then I would pray about it. And we did a lot of praying, just seeing like God's guidance too. Where does he want to take this? And I feel like the name is such a big deal that you really, yeah really have to be sure about it. And I remember I was literally laying in bed and a light bulb went off like Wonder Cow. And, it, and I didn't get too excited because I've had it a couple of times where the light bulb goes off and I was like, that's it. And then I hop online and it's taken. That happened so many times, actually. It has to be so original that someone doesn't have it trademarked already. And so whenever I, I yeah, talked to our attorney and he said, no, it's not taken. I think Instagram was taken. There was some like social media has taken that we had to go get, like we had to pay for, we had to hire a company to see if they can acquire it. Find the random person. Yes. Instagram name was Wonder Cow. Yeah. So that was like a year in it alone. Okay. Like once we found Wonder Cow and we, we trademarked it and then we have to go find like, okay, the URL was taken. WonderCow.com was taken. We had to go find it and, and buy it. So yeah. it, it just was a process. How ironic that even though it was, at first brush, it may have been taken. It was still attainable. And and you were able to claim that. And go back to what you shared a few minutes ago, both of you, Rob and Erica, about how strong your faith has played into this vision and bringing it to life. And this is what I found, too, in my business is, is when when you're on a path, all of a sudden, things just line up. And what at one point in a different time in life might seem like a boulder, it becomes a pebble when you're on God's path. And and do you find that too? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I had just said to him, like, we, we always know God keeps his promises. We know that. But it, it's also just been amazing to see that his plans are so much bigger than what we have ever even asked for. Right. And we're only seeing it here on the earth. Who even knows once we're in heaven, but already like his plans are just so much bigger for us. And so even like what we have asked for, he has far exceeded. And that's just been amazing. I also will say I've had a couple of things where I wasn't necessarily sure about a route that we were taking, but I felt like I had such security knowing that Rod has been praying for wisdom and clarity so much that if he felt led to go a certain direction. It was right for us because I have faith that God is leading him. And that's been really incredible to see where it's brought us. And it's cool to be praying for something specific. And a lot of times we want something to happen, but God doesn't give it to us right away. And then you just like kind of left in the waiting, but you can 
you continue to pray for it. And then once God opens that door, if it's the right path, nothing is going to stop those doors from opening. And that kind of happened with us too. And like doors just kind of kept opening. And it was really cool to see that. And I feel like there's so many examples in the Bible where God is leading his people and they don't necessarily see the promised land or they don't know what's on the other side of the Jordan River, but they have to jump in with both feet and they have to take those leaps of faith. And I feel like Rob really has done by taking the risk and just and just having faith that God was going to provide. And now it's brought us further than we would have otherwise, right? Way further than we had imagined. Yeah. And, and, you know, the beauty of it is it's not, it, it's not just you, the, you following the path, you having the faith and seeking that wisdom and trusting in the process. It allows what you do and what you bring into what you do. And that's your faith in, in God. It allows that to be expanded exponentially with the people that consume the product that you have. And it makes what you're doing, not just powerful but purposeful and not just human not just for human health but for for spiritual health too and and that that is so beautiful and i'm so glad that you guys have shared this part of your story because so often we can look at the external the external forces or our own muscling and willpower and perseverance that gets us from point a to point b have you ever have you ever heard of the book the circle maker i've read i've read it yeah, it's great. It's, it's one of my favorites. And your story that you shared, it reminds me a lot of that book of when you have that vision for something big, a small vision doesn't allow us to let God do the big things, right? Like your big vision allows him to show up and show off. And it's not just for you. It's for the rest of us. And I really believe that we're here having this conversation because this is part of both of our purposes and being able to to serve and to spread that message and to and to give back to to a kingdom, not just a conversation today. So I love this. Thank you. <laughs> the things that we don't expect to to always talk about, but this is this is a space where these conversations are so much of the heart and the purpose of why I do what I do. And I'm so, so thankful that you've shared this part of your own business and your own journey. So go back to what we were talking about before with the the challenges that you ran into along the way. And in the beginning, it was even just finding that that right name that you could get a hold of and get the URL and get the social handles. And, and it all, the path opened up for Wonder Cow to be that. And so I'm sure there were other challenges that came up along the way as well. What else did you run into in taking this vision and, and bringing it into reality? I think we had shifted quite a bit because a couple of years ago, he would have, Ron maybe would have said that his dream was to bring a fluid colostrum product for people to drink. And when we started researching that and he was in the lab all the time trying to develop a product it was really hard to maintain all the bioactive compounds that are so good for us in colostrum it was hard to maintain that while also while also giving it some sort of shelf life right like somehow pasteurizing or maintaining making it safe and so he started in one direction and then when it seemed that door wasn't going to be super feasible at this point. Then he kind of shifted of what if we did a powder 
and people can add it to their smoothies or their yogurt or their juice. Yeah. So that was one way that we shifted. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. the The shelf life is really hard if you're dealing yeah with twenty day twenty one days. It's it's really hard. So that's part of the reason we're still working on the the beverage actually. Yeah, stay uh, tuned. Yeah, yeah, we're working. We got a hold of a good technology, and we're super excited about it. But yeah. it's gonna it's just another process. Yeah, that's gonna take some time. Literally. But yeah, I feel like just the challenge and something I've learned is just to enjoy the process. You have this vision and you want to accomplish it now and everything just takes time. And so it's like, well, instead of being impatient and wanting everything, it's just like, well, just take it day by day, brick by brick, and, and let's see where God takes this thing and enjoy the process along the way. And some of our little things too, because we had it before where we had ordered X amount for our first month and then... Within our first month, we were selling a little bit more than what we had anticipated. And all of a sudden, we're looking at our inventory, and it takes however many weeks to get yeah. new product. So then now we sold out, right? And that's, that's just an unexpected I'll, challenge. I would say Amazon. Okay, we, we can dive into Amazon. There's a lot of challenges there. So Yeah, dig, dig into Amazon. Because I think, you know, again, I think other people will be really interested to know the inner workings of what it's like to get to get a product on there. Amazon is really interesting and it all is run off of all these algorithms, right? Of how many people look at your product, how long they're on your page, if they buy or not, if you if they add your product and like a different competitor's product. Any, anyways, like there's a lot of algorithms. If you run out of product, then you lose all your momentum on Amazon because you they take your listing down. And now you're no longer on the front page and no one really goes to page two. When they, when they type something, they're, they're going to look at page one and they're going to look at what Amazon recommends, right? And if you can be on that front page and be in the top five, like that, it goes a long way. So I think we ran out a couple times and it was just like, that's just tough because now you're no longer in front of all these people. All your costs are the same, but now you're just not taking in any income and it takes a long time to get back on. And a lot of times, yeah, it could take weeks. You just, you just don't know. Another thing we didn't anticipate was like competitors too. You don't know if, if there's a competitor attack just hitting you with bad reviews. And there's nothing you can do about it. And then another thing too is like people, since we launched, there's probably 50, yeah, I don't know, 50 new products that came on that just copied a lot of our stuff. Um, like to the point where they copy and pasted what we had written on our Amazon page on there. And it said Wonder Cow in their, on their page. I was like, like, and we didn't really, we didn't do anything about it. We're like, Hey, like it is what it is. It's a free world. People can do what they want, but it's, it's just things you kind of got to deal with. Oh, frustrating. Also somewhat of a backhanded compliment, right? (laughs) To be copied. That's one, yeah, one way to look at that's it. That's a very positive way to look at it. But taking our customers, another line one was just supply chain issues, right? We have this Wonder Cow blue. We love this light color blue. That was our lid. But we ran out of the lids. So then for a little while, we had to have these white lids. And then we didn't want customers to order what they saw on Amazon and then get a white lid instead of be like, oh, is this a knockoff? So that was just a funny little we had to jump through. Well, we, yeah. So we put a lid label on there kind of explaining, Hey, sorry, this is, yeah. this is still original Wonder Cow colostrum. Yeah. It's just a white lid. So we gave everyone yeah. a, a white lid discount. 
whoever got the white lid, like actually got a 10% discount on the next order. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you've learned to constantly pivot, basically in flux with Amazon. <laughs> so what percent of your, if you can just like divide up percentage wise of your sales come from Amazon versus website? And is there any other sales avenue that, that you utilize? So I'd say Amazon is probably 85% of our sales. Do so direct on our website also. So that would be the remaining 15%. Yeah. So right now we're on, we're on two channels, Amazon and our website. And then we're looking at a couple other channels right now just to kind of diversify and not be so reliant on Amazon. When it comes to working together, I know, Erica, you had complimented Rob earlier on being able to just be witness to his leadership and his business mind. But Rob, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about how this has brought out talents in Erica. So what what do you see in her as a partner in this business together? She did sales before this. She was working for Oracle for nine years, and I never knew... I guess we we talk about it, but I never saw her at work. And so it's really cool now on our team calls or whatever, like I can see it, like her sales skills coming out and see see her be in work mode. It's just been cool and, and fun to see how, how she works. I would say at the same time, we've learned new things about each other. So we've been married. We're coming on 10 years here. We raised girls together, but we've never worked together. So I think we've learned a little bit more about each other in that way. And for the first nine of those 10 years, when I was working in technology sales, our work didn't overlap at all, right? Like he got to do the dairy stuff. I got to do tech sales. And so we could finish our day at work, chat about our day and nothing overlap, right? And so now we have it where we're pretty good about closing the books per se and letting no, family really. time. Well, we're working on it. Yeah, but if we try to let family time be family time, yeah. we will have to like, it. Yeah, consciously say like, okay, we're done talking about Wonder Cow. But today we had it where we had left one meeting and before this meeting, we had time to grab lunch together. And I had acknowledged like when I used to work at an office, then you're with your coworkers for nine hours of the day. And then that's who you're sitting and having lunch with. Whereas what a luxury, like what a blessing that we get to work together and he's who I get to go out to lunch with. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's really so fun. So this has really brought a whole new experience, even just within your marriage, to have a brand, a product, a company that elevates both of your skills to an entirely new level, gives you a different avenue to explore. And as as you both articulated too, it's You've grown in your faith at the same time. So incredibly inspiring what you've been able to share with us today. And as we wrap up here, take a moment to share what are your goals when you are dreaming about what's possible for this brand, for your family, for your for your business together, and for the people that this product will touch the lives of? What's the big dream that you both have for Wonder Cow? One thing that we love and we talk about often is how, how can we use this or how can we allow God to use this to help other people? And so I feel like the more we grow and go into new products and become known, I guess, the more we can hopefully can impact other families and other people's lives in a good way and help 
help people become healthier and a better version of themselves, I'd say. But there's so, what's cool is there's a lot of platforms within this, even being on this podcast, like it just gives us a platform to talk about our story and talk about our faith business. But we really want to use all of these platforms to, first of all, like glorify God and share our faith because that is extremely important to us. But then also we talked about educating people on dairy and the positive things. That, sustainability. Yeah, sustainability story of dairy is huge and it's changing. And then also, yeah, just help people become healthier, I guess. Anything you want to add, Erica? Uh, I had a friend of mine ask our like five-year goals a couple of years ago. And even that, I said, you know what? I'm really good at just living in the present and taking it day by day. And so whatever he feels led to do is what I will follow. But I will say the more families and lives that we can improve, the 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 better, right? And the fact that this company gets to bring people a lot more health and wellness than they had had before really is amazing. So that's yeah. the dream. And I feel like we, we're getting our feet under us right now. We're still very much a startup. And I feel like once we're an established company and then one thing we talk about a lot is like okay now how do we get back and how do we mm-hmm. be we develop a product that we can i don't know give to kids to help with nutrition or help yeah. feed families and so that's once our feet are under us like that's where we're going next like that's where mm-hmm. our eyes are going how can you give back i love that so i'm sure that there are some of our friends that are listening to this story and and not just the story, but learning also about Wonder Cow and the benefits of colostrum. And they're probably wondering how can they, A, get it in their hands and in their cupboards and into their smoothies? And also, where can they follow and find you and your story and follow along on this journey as it continues to move forward? So fill us in. I would say the number one place would be our website, just www.wondercow.com. And then Amazon as well. And we actually have two products coming out this month. So we're pretty excited about the launch of those. Our Instagram is a fun way to stay in the know. And that's yeah. just at Wonder. You can subscribe on our website as well. And then you can get like email updates and or, and or text message updates as well if you want. Excellent. So some great places that we can find and follow to get products. Like I said, so we can try out Wonder Cow, the colostrum supplement, also the new products that you just alluded to that are coming on the market and continue to be advocates within the industry for people like you, Rob and Erica, that are doing the thing, that are dreaming big, making it happen and doing it with an incredible sense of faith and purpose. Thank you so much for sharing your story on the Up Level Dairy podcast. Thank you very much for having us, Faith. It was such an honor and lots of fun. Well, friends, I hope this conversation with Rob and Erica, co-founders of Wonder Cow, has left you also renewed in your faith and in your purpose and God's plan for you today. What I took away from this story was not only the business and the branding side of Wonder Cow, but underneath that, the integrity of their brand, the ingenuity of a family that went out and found their own solution to a problem with the resources that they had right within their reach and the power of writing down goals. Just as Rob talked about having written down the goal of having another way to market their product 10 years ago, now that goal, that dream is reality. And the solid faith and trust of this couple as they continue on the path to share health 
wealth, and goodness through the Wonder Cow brand. This is Peggy Coffee, and thank you for listening to the Up Level Dairy Podcast.